0: Hey, what's up? My name is Gordon and you were listening to episode number 10 of the Fit Successful Dad podcast. Hey, what's up, everybody? Gordon here once again. This is episode number 10. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, Today, I am going to be sharing with you an interview that I conducted a little while ago with a very, very, very fantastic person. Her name is Marusha Murphy, and she's someone who's kind of become a friend of mine since I met her a little while ago. And she's got a very powerful story to share. Uh, Before I get into that, I would like to ask you, if you haven't already, to please go over to iTunes or Stitcher or uh, the website and subscribe to the podcast so that you are getting every episode on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And also, if you've listened to a few of these and you think the content is uh, providing value, then I'm also going to ask you to go ahead and share it with someone else who you think might get value out of it and also to please leave a review. That helps me reach the most people possible, grow the audience as much as I can, and most importantly, achieve my mission of reaching as many parents as possible and showing them that their entrepreneurial itch is something that they can absolutely scratch and they can create that entrepreneurial lifestyle that they're looking for, for themselves, for their kids, for their family, and that it's not only is it not impossible but it's something that is going to be enhanced by the fact that they have all of those fantastic things going on in their life. Now, today's interview is with a woman named Marusha Murphy, like I mentioned. She is many things, um, one of which is a mother of three kids. She has three girls. She's married, and I can't imagine the chaos that goes on in that house, but it sounds like a lot of fun. And she has a full-time job. She actually works full-time for a man named Ryan Daniel Moran. Some of you may or may not have heard of him. He runs Capitalism.com, Freedom Fast Lane. He has an incubator called The Tribe, and that is where Marusha works. She actually spends the majority of her day essentially helping other people who are members of the tribe, which is an incubator for investors and brand builders. Um, she spends the majority of her day trying to make those people as successful as possible through various means. And she's very good at it. And it's actually a cool story that she'll be talking about, and how they approached her to work for, her, for them and not the other way around. Um, so in this interview, you'll hear Marusha talk about not only how she works her full-time job, And has three kids and a husband and a very big social network, which involves some uh, parenting groups that she kind of put together and various other things. But she also created a coffee company And she's been very successful with that as well. And we're going to talk about that. The coffee company is called Perky Perky. And it's a really cool story. And I personally have tried Perky Perky Coffee. And it's amazing for all you uh, coffee fans out there. I recommend you check it out. And she's going to go over her sales figures of her first month, her second month, uh, how she's continuing to grow and scale now that she's officially launched. And also she's going to get into her future plans of how she's going to continue to target her current target audience and also expand that target audience into almost multiple niches spinning off of this coffee company. It's a really, really cool strategy, and she talks about it a little bit without revealing too many details, um, but either way, after hearing this interview, if you are a parent and you have one, two, three kids, whatever, a full-time job, and you've got tons of things going on, and you also want to build a brand and you don't think you can do it, listen to this interview, listen to it twice, listen to it three times and digest all of the moving parts that Marusha has had to balance and how she continues to do it successfully. And then I want you to turn around and look at your own life one more time and your current situation and ask yourself again after learning how Perky Perky came to be and the person behind it and really ask yourself, am I really incapable of building this lifestyle that I want for myself just because I have kids and a family and other things going on because i'm telling you right now the answer is no and with that guys i'm going to switch over so enjoy this amazing interview with none other than marusha murphy Okay, hey, so marusha hi um Listen, before we get into a lot of business stuff and start talking about your brand and and all the the things you have going on with that, um, why don't you take a couple minutes and just tell us who you are and tell us what has you excited right now?
1: Sure. Well, thank you so much first and foremost for having me on the show. I'm so excited to be here. Um, the topics of, uh, parenthood and entrepreneurship are very much dear to my heart because I am both a parent and an entrepreneur. Um, and I'm a, I work full-time as well, um, and so for me, for another company I should say, and so for me this, the topic, the, the whole podcast and what you're doing is just fantastic, and I'm really glad to be here. Um, so about me, I my name is Marusha, uh, I'm a mom of three, I have an eight-year-old. An almost four year old and a two and a half year old, and they are my everything. Um, they are I love those those three little girls that I get to raise every day. Um, I'm also married to a great guy. His name is Dennis. He's pretty awesome himself, <laughs> and um, and yeah, I work full time um, with a gentleman by the name of Ryan Moran. I run. Um, I'm the director of commu- the community called the Tribe there in his company, and um, and then while I do that, I while I've been doing that, I realized I have a huge passion for coffee, and also for for inviting women back into our power. Um, And I can share a little bit more about that, I guess, as we go. But yeah, I decided, you know, a lot of my clients are in the physical product space and have been building um, really, really cool and innovative brands. And as I spent time with them, one of my clients actually double dog dared me at one point and said, (laughs) why why aren't you doing this? This is so you, like you should be doing this. And I was like, yeah, well, yeah, I mean, I'm busy. I'm a mom and I, I work full time. I don't know if I can. And they're like, I double dog dare you. And here's the thing, like if someone double dog dares me to do anything i'm there so i was like dang it um and but no but all kidding aside i i that was really the start of my journey going back into entrepreneurship um and so yeah that's what i do on my day on on in, in on the daily if you will <laughs>
0: Uh, well, that's, I love the Christmas story reference. That's pretty awesome. Uh, the, <laughs> so I can tell you right now that um, whether you noticed this or not, but your your tone changed dramatically as soon as you said uh, "passion for coffee." Mm. Um, so so it's it's definitely evident in just the way you talk about it. Um, so before we go explore that that brand a little bit, um, you want to talk about that a little bit? Is this is this a lifelong hobby that you've had? Have you always been uh, a coffee, I'll say, I won't say snob, a coffee enthusiast, maybe?
1: <laughs> I kind of call myself a snob as no, well, it's okay. so it's I okay. No big you know, deal. I'm, I'm
0: a coffee snob, and I'm not afraid to admit it either. But um, <laughs> I'm just curious. I mean, have you been drinking coffee like uh, you know, since you were a teenager? Um, mm. When did you become a, a enthusiast?
1: Great question. Um, I actually would watch my dad... Uh, drink coffee with his clients. When I was about five years old, my father, uh he was an architect and he in the Philippines and he was he was pretty well known in the Philippines as an architect. A lot of our clients were like the Prince of Wales Prince of Yeah, Prince of Wales or the Prince or I'm sorry, the Duke of the Duke of York, Prince of Wales, Prince of <laughs> Malaysia. Yeah. Sure. So whenever they wanted to build a vacation home in the Philippines, they went to my father. And so growing up, he taught me entrepreneurship, basically. And he also taught me about his love for coffee. And he would bring me into those meetings as his little assistant at five years old. And I'd sit there and he and whoever he was with would talk coffee. And I would just be mesmerized because all I wanted to do was they, they spoke about how delicious this stuff was. And all I wanted to do was have a one single sip, and I was never allowed to have one. <laughs> so, um, and understandably, I don't think I would let my five, uh, one of my kids at five years old drink coffee either. <laughs> um, but so, anyhow, uh, when I got to college, I was like, yes, I'm free. And instead <laughs> of going to alcohol, I found myself really enjoying coffee and figuring out. Uh, you know what was good coffee versus what was not very good coffee and um and then I started a mentorship program in college and I found myself meeting with uh, a lot of my mentees as well as the mentors in the program over cups of coffee and um I just I just came to love it back in college and ever since then I've I've you know gotten more and more into into the coffee space and into the coffee world um I remember giving it up when I got pregnant with my second one and I was like, why did I do this to myself? Is this really worth it? <laughs> and I soon went back to coffee because I just couldn't, I couldn't handle. <laughs> I just love the experience more so than anything, really. The experience of having a cup of coffee your my hand and um, yeah, that's, I love it. Yeah, so uh, very much. I
0: love it. I've, I've, I've personally, I've gone full circle from, just buying like you know grocery store coffee grounds to this whole elaborate experience of going out and picking out like like really really good beans and then grinding them myself and um you know just doing the whole got the french press and everything it's it's it's, so things have totally changed and so i i have a huge respect for that and uh, i don't think the coffee thing in general has been overdone uh, seems like all the the small niche coffee companies out there, at least the ones that i 'm familiar with, including perky perky, all have a very specific niche and a very specific target market that they 're going after and and their own kind of spin on it that's that 's unique and and I just love it and and, um, and I respect it and it 's obviously evident just the way you talk about it that you are passionate about it so that's that 's really cool and authentic and uh, and I love what you 're doing thank you um, you 're welcome you 're welcome so So you've created and you continue to run this brand called Perky Perky. Now, I know it's kind of new, and Uh you just recently launched, and I have Uh had the pleasure of having myself several cups of Perky Perky. Now, I live in Massachusetts, and I don't know if this is a a country-wide thing uh, across the U.S. or or worldwide or or what, to be honest with you, but in Massachusetts specifically, uh, we make iced coffee a lot. And even though uh-huh. it's, you know, February and, uh, well now it's early March, but even when it's cold out, we do, we, we do, this. it's weird. Uh-huh. Um, and I, I, so I took your coffee and I put it to the test and I had, uh, I made an entire, um, carafe of, uh, entire pot of, of hot coffee. And I, I had about eight cups of that, eight measured cups hot. And then the rest, um, iced and, and I mm-hmm. gotta say it, it, it passed the test. Now, not every coffee does. Some coffee, wow. put it over ice, and there's, there's this weird thing that happens. It gets diluted. It tastes kind of funny. I can't really explain it. Um, I'm not, I'm not, you know, like a scientist here with coffee, but, um, but no, it was delicious. I just want to let you know it's delicious. and Thank For anyone you. else who's listening, it's, uh, it makes excellent iced coffee. So it, um, it held up. That's yeah, fantastic. It did, it did hold up, and I'm sure that wasn't your, your, your mission, but, uh, but it, but it, it holds up just fine.
1: That's great. Well, you know, if you ever wanted to share your recipe for iced coffee, I will, I would love to share. That um, with our audience, I absolutely, I absolutely love seeing uh, people use our coffee to make uh, experiences better, um, whether it's in food or in you know different ways of of drinking it. So definitely share that with me. I would love love to share that.
0: Yeah, us Bostonians, we (laughs) all do it a little different. So um, I definitely have my own way of doing it, (laughs) and I love to share it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Okay, so you've created this coffee uh, company, Perky Perky, and. Mm Um, I want you to tell us the whole story, you know, a little bit in more detail than you already did in a minute. But before I do, uh, I'm curious because it's so new. How are sales going? Right. Mm-hmm. And, and it's relatively new to the market, like I said. So, so there's a ton of hurdles to get over. And yeah. I'm just curious, you know, how is the brand picking up? Um, is it picking up traction at all? How's your social media going? How's your clientele going? I've seen you go to a bunch of networking groups and post a lot of information about that and mm-hmm. try to get this thing launched and up and running. So, so tell us about that.
1: Oh, my gosh. Thank you uh, for asking. It's uh, we're in we're in the middle of a big challenge right now. So I, I appreciate this question because it helps me see what all we've done to this point. So we basically, um, as of this recording, this recording is uh, March what March 2nd, yep, right? second, right? Yes. Um so, we launched January the 10th, and on day one, we sold uh, over 250 bags of coffee. Um, by the end of wow. January, we sold over 600 bags, and to date, we <laughs> we're we're doing really, really well. <laughs> um, so, we're very proud of that. We're very, very proud of that. Um, and w- at the same time, um, we we have decided, so one of the biggest challenges we've had recently, well, gosh, I shouldn't focus on that yet. Um, But, but basically we've done really well. Like we've, (laughs) social media has done very well for us. We've done a lot to, um, and I, I honestly, I can't even take all the credit for it. It's been our people. Our community has chosen to share their experience with Perky Perky and, Tag us in it, and then you know, do hashtag Perky Perky or My Perky Face, which is something we we encourage them to do mm-hmm. to have a selfie with their with their morning co- cup of coffee. Um, and so people have been sharing like nonstop, you know, and um, it really it really blew me away. I literally thought our first month we would sell two hundred and fifty bags total. Mm-hmm. Our first month, and we went. Obviously, way above that, and so I was I was very very excited to see how um, all that I did prior to launching the actual product really worked in terms of helping us get the sales that we wanted. And so that has been super exciting to see, and just to know that um, we this is just the beginning. That's awesome, right? Like I'm so <laughs> excited to see what else is is down the line for us, and um, and just you know, have a huge vision for this company, and so I can't wait to just to see how it continues to unfold. Um, but with that, right now, literally right now, we're we we actually launched on Amazon about two weeks ago, two or three weeks ago, and so we did a big launch about it a big giveaway and the coffee that we had sent over to to amazon um somehow got lost in their fulfillment center and so yeah so it's like a 100 bags (laughs) um and uh that wasn't very fun because what happened was amazon started canceling some of our orders so i started to learn um i started to learn how to get a little bit more wise about what we need to do. Um, and we're still trying to make that, you know, correct that what Amazon did on our, on behalf of our brand with customers that really want our coffee. Right. And so, um, we're trying to, we're trying to correct and and just kind of course correct with that. So that's been a, it's been a new challenge. It's I'm glad it's showing up now instead of when we're even bigger, so we can we can address the issue um, now and figure out solutions on how to how to make sure if this ever does happen and Amazon loses a whole bunch of a whole bunch of our product um, that we are we're, we're we're taking care of ourselves and we're taking care of our customers. Um, so yeah, interesting yeah. though, right? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. No, I've 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 experienced issues with Amazon. A lot of people have. It's yeah. it's, it's pretty common. Um, so so many questions now coming out of that. What? Mm. So you said that first month, January, you had about 600 sales, which is almost 3x or 2.5x what you expected. Was yeah. February about the same?
1: Yeah, we we did about, February was a little bit slower. Um, and part of that also was because we um, we were trying to get up on Amazon, you know, and so we knew that we were going to focus some of our energy there. Um it was a little bit slower. It was we did about four four fifty, I think four hundred four anywhere between 400 and 450 bags. Um, so it was a little bit less. But what we're finding now, because we have a lot of people on subscription, we we opened up with coffee subscription is so that in March oh, I love and that. we're only yeah. So now we're only you know a few days, a couple of days into March, we're already we're hitting our second subscriptions or our first you know the first the first round of the subscription. So their second order is coming through. So we got really excited about that part. Um, (laughs) We're like, okay, this is cool. Cause now, because we were really encouraging subscription, we're not having to sell the person again and again, it's automatically, um, going to them. So we can focus on bringing in new customers and encouraging the current customers to get on subscription. Um, so it's exciting. We're, um, that's kind of a fun thing. We were like, oh, it actually <laughs> works to have a subscription model.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. So I, I'm curious what, well, first of all, who is fulfilling those? And then what does it cost, like minimum, to have a subscription order through Perky Perky?
1: Mm. Yeah, so we give five, a 5% discount on our, um, through perkyperky.com um, for people who want to get on a subscription and everything is fulfilled. Amazon has both sides of the fulfillment house. So when we, when someone buys on our website, they still are fulfilled through our Amazon fulfillment centers.
0: Um, okay.
1: so yeah, we just simplify it that way, um, to sure. organize, organize our sanity in, yeah. in some ways. It <laughs> makes a lot
0: of things a lot easier. That's for sure. For sure. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. So, um, you know, Maybe it would have made more sense to do this in a different sequence, um, but that's just because of the way this interview is going. Um, this next question is is basically, how did you get your brand started? right? So you've had this passion for coffee for a long time, but how did Perky Perky come to you? And how did you flesh it out and turn it into what it is today as far mm. as the whole approach to the company, the brand? And then how did you get it up? on its feet and find, I believe you said earlier that you have a partner of some sort. How did you get that uh-huh. whole thing rolling, generate the seed money, and and get this brand kind of up on its feet?
1: Sure. Great questions. Um, so, okay, I'll start from the beginning. Uh, basically, I in 2014, I had just had my third daughter. So at that time, I had a brand new kindergartner a 17-month-old and a newborn baby and i was exhausted just <laughs> just exhausted and i remember um I had a family member come over and to, to support me, and um, I she was like, how, how can I help you? And I said, just get me some good coffee. Like, <laughs> please, I'm just so tired. Just get me coffee. And so she went to our neighborhood 7-Eleven, <laughs> God bless her, and brought me a cup of coffee. Okay. <laughs> and I realized... I was a very big coffee snob at that point in my life. (laughs) Um, She didn't know, you know, and it wasn't anything that she did. But what it did for me is made me realize, God, goodness gracious, please, someone right now, just bring me an amazing cup of coffee. Or else I might just, I just might, you know, snap at somebody, you know, (laughs) like, I just need this coffee. So one of my best friends came over later on that day. And I just said, uh, I told her, I said, just, I just, just get me something good. Just get me something good. And I was like, wow. This is like a thing for me, you know? Like, I really need this coffee. Um, So, throughout that first, those first um, few months of having three girls, three kiddos, um, I just realized that the only time in my day that I felt like me, Marusha, and not mom, not that mom is a bad thing, but just me as a woman and as a human being was that morning, it was in the morning before any of the kids woke up and I just had that few five minutes, typically it was just around five minutes, but it was like the five minutes of peace and silence and just me time with my coffee. <sighs> and it was one of those, <laughs> yeah, it was just one of those moments in my, in, in my motherhood journey where I remember And I yearned for, I found myself yearning for that moment every day because it was the only time that I had for me. And about a year in, or so at the, uh, about a year later, so now my youngest was, uh, turning one years old, or she was, she was about nine months old or so. I told my husband, and I, and, during the same time, I had been building my another company. I had my own company. It was a virtual event management company. And I had the pleasure of, over the last two years of that company, being able to step away and really just focus on being mama to my, to my, my three kids and to have my team run my company without me. And I was very, very grateful for that. Um, and so, but what that meant, as someone who's an entrepreneur and who's always in idea mode... I was getting really antsy, you know, like I was kind of itching for that next thing. Like sure, I was yeah. ready for <laughs> my next project. And I just, I found myself at this point and it was, in, this was like June of 2015. I found myself at this point just thinking, "Okay, right, I think I need to go back to work. I think it's time because at this point I basically had taken two years off of working the regular schedule that I had worked prior to my last two babies. And I told my husband, I said, okay, here's the thing. I'm going to take these next six weeks. We were about to head to Florida for six weeks to to visit family. And I said, okay, I'm going to go and I'm going to use this time. And we're going to, I'm going to really get clear on what our next step is. And he just gave me that look, that look that, you know, he knows me so well. Um, and that look that he's like, "Uh Oh, (laughs) (laughs) um, what are you going to be up to? And, and, and at the same time, it was kind of a trusting look. Like, I know you're, I know you're gonna, whenever you, whenever you say that Marusha, you're going to do something big with that next thing. And he, uh, he said that to me, he basically was like, you know what, whenever you, whenever you say that, you're going to, you're going to turn that into something. So do it. Enjoy these next six weeks. So, So, uh,
0: so at this point, so you're not working, you haven't been working in a couple of years. Is that yeah, Okay. And you correct. left behind or, or or took a break from this virtual event management company you were running? Mm
1: hmm.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So all the yeah, creative so juices are flowing and okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 So I had been basically at that time, mm-hmm. I I was staying home with the kiddos and my youngest or my oldest had just finished her first year of kindergarten. And, um, and I was staying home with my my youngest too. And also, I have to, I have to let you know, at the same exact time, uh, I. Started because I can't sit still. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I started a group here in Austin called the Austin Moms Network, and it turned into something pretty magical. Um, in that first year, we had over 2,500 women join that group, and it is at this time now we're almost three years into the group, we're at 6,500 women, wow. and it has it's very much a part of the Motherhood experience in Austin, and people join this group because they know it that our motto is it takes a village to raise a mom. And, <laughs> like um, that. yeah, and the women, and so now at this point, like my team, I have an amazing, amazing group of moms that run that network, and they're having play dates, they're hosting mom's night outs, they're being the forum admin, they have a whole welcome committee, and I get to share my vision for that group, and I get to talk and, and inspire the women in that group and lead the vision, but they run it at this point. But during this time when I was home with my little ones, um, that that idea uh, sparked in myself and a friend of mine, my my friend Sarah, and so we decided to start this group together and um, and really come from that place, that genuine place of like, it takes... So much work to be a mama, and what if we, as a village, come together? No matter our differences in um, parenting styles, or all the drama around certain issues in parenting and raising our children, and um, that we put all those differences aside, and we say that you know this work is hard, and none of us are going to have make do this perfectly. So let's come together and support each other. And so. Yeah, it was, and I love that group. I mean, it's gosh, it's my, it's another piece of my heart too here in Austin. So, um, while I was staying home, we started that group. That group started showing up and uh, in a big way in our community. And, but I was kind of missing making. I love making. I love making money. (laughs) That sounds (laughs) bad, but I enjoy. I enjoy the challenge of building something um, that I can either, you know that can, that can support our family, support different opportunities, support other people. Um, I just love that. So I, you know, that was kind of all at the same time. So I took those six weeks in, in Florida, came back and I told my husband, okay, I still am not clear, <laughs> I'm not clear but, but I am clear that, um, I am, whatever I'm going to do, I'm going to put a whole bunch of energy into it and it's going to be awesome and literally that same week was when ryan moran and his team reached out to me um because they had heard that i'd been really good at building community in the austin area and uh reached out to me to partner with them to create the incubator called the tribe and so i said you know what that sounds phenomenal because i haven't seen anyone doing something like that uh and i would love to be a part of what you're doing and so i joined the, i joined their team and uh I learned so much, not only I not only from Ryan, but from our community, our amazing community um, of investors, of brand builders, of marketers and influencers, and and really learning how when we choose to work together, we can create business faster together. And in one of the we were in a, a at a conference in Las Vegas. And I was speaking with one of our our clients, and I was telling him about how I had this idea uh, for this coffee line because I love coffee, and and there's really nothing to, geared towards women. Like if I look at coffee in in the in the space in this niche, you know, coffee space as you mentioned earlier, there's nothing really geared towards women that's taken off. Everything is kind of very masculine in color and, and look, and. Um, And or it just it's generic, right? There's nothing exciting about it, and um, and I was like, what if I do something like this? And I I remember Ryan overheard me, and he goes, Marusha, holy cow, that's a freaking brilliant idea! (laughs) And I had, you know, I have some other things I want to do with my coffee down the line, and he, I shared some of that vision with him, and he was like, holy cow, that's awesome, you know? And he's like, can I be your investor right now? And I'm like um, what? Like I, I didn't even think I needed an investor, um, or a partner. Uh, maybe, I don't know. You know, like I, I was just super in idea mode, but his, his encouragement and support. And then I brought it to one of our, one of our other tribe members who's, um, in retail and he promotes brands to go to retail. And I shared the idea with him and he was like, uh, is this already out? Cause I could definitely be promoting you. And I was like, what really? Like, so it really just shocked me honestly. And I made the decision. I said, okay, it sounds like people that I trust that have done very success, have had very successful e-commerce businesses see that this is a viable, um, product in the marketplace and I can do something with it. So soon enough, I started taking action. I met um, an individual, an individual by the name of Sean, and Sean and I were uh, here in Austin, and we were uh, talking one night over drinks and um, at another event we were networking at, and uh, and I was like, you know, I have this idea for a coffee line. He goes, What? I love coffee. <laughs> And uh, so, anyway, long story short, he became my partner. He is my partner in this business. Um, and he he brings a completely different skill set than I do. And we basically, I, I don't know if you, you know, in business, I always want to make sure that I'm working with the right person. I don't want to ever jump in like a marriage, right? I don't ever want to jump in to something too quickly. So we, in essence, courted each other and see if this is a good fit for both of us, um, to work together. And that probably was a good, I don't know, five or six months of making sure that this was going to be a good partnership. And then we, we finalized our partnership last, last August or so. And, um, And it was around that time we started really also interviewing roasters to join us on our team and finding the right person. And there was there was an opportunity I had where I uh, I you know we were we were interviewing roasters and. I didn't realize it was an opportunity, honestly, at this time, but we were interviewing roasters and I met with one roaster in particular and I was so incredibly inspired by him and what he was up to and I just loved his story. So I I got my phone out, um, as I'm sure all of us have done, and started taking a selfie video. right? And I was just talking into the video like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I'm actually doing this. I can't believe I'm actually going to make this happen. Like I'm, and I just kind of shared a little bit about, you know, my story about why I wanted to reach this market in particular and what it meant to me, and and I also shared about how inspired I was by this roaster, and and how, and also how I was inspired by my clients in the tribe, because I've seen them over and over again create these successes. But can a mom of three working full time actually make this happen? Mm-hmm. I don't know. And so I, I put it out there and I said, you guys, I don't know if I can do this, but I'm going to put it out there and I'm going to invite you to watch this journey and I'll share everything with you because if I can do this, as busy as I am, maybe you can do this too and you can create the freedom that you want in your life. And that felt so good to do. <laughs> um, but I wasn't going to post it because why would I actually post the video? How many of I, I mean, like I know for me, I do a lot of these types of things and um, like selfie videos, and I don't post them because I don't want to, you know. <laughs> and um, and um, my friend Barbara actually saw me outside the window because I was right in front of my office, and she saw me. She was, "What were you doing out there?" And I was like, "Um, crap, you know, like <laughs> you just saw me." Um, and she's like, you, "You, you need to post that." And I was like, "Uh, uh-uh, I have no makeup on. I am not posting this <laughs> video." <laughs> she's like. Rusha, you post that video, it's going to be so good for you because people need to know that you're doing this and it's exciting and all this stuff. And so she challenged me and she actually hit the send button for me because I wouldn't do it. And, uh, and I posted it on my personal Facebook page and I kid you not, I had like, I don't know, it was something like 4,500 views of that video in a day. And I had like all these people messaging me and private messaging me and, um, saying, how can I help you launch this? This is exciting. I want to see you succeed. I'm I'm really excited for you. I love that you are doing this. I I got handwritten notes from some of the moms that I had the opportunity to really build relationships with years, you know, for the last few years before this. And they were like, you know, just incredibly inspired. Um, because I know, I know what they feel. I know what they're going through because I was there too. Um, and feeling like they, you just can't do this because you're a parent or you're a mom. Right. And so anyway, so it was really cool. It was, there was a lot of, uh, there was a lot of momentum because of that first video. And so I just made that, made that, I mean, they, you all, my community, right. They, everyone held me accountable to creating this brand. I couldn't not, not do, I couldn't not do it. So I basically took the, this as an opportunity to say, okay, I'm Someone dog, double dog dared me before. Um, it's now my turn to double dog dare myself. I can do this, and um, and then I just pretty much did the video thing and did these selfie videos and journaled the whole process of going from from that idea all the way through to the brand uh, itself and to the launch and uh, and now we're launched and I'm still you know sharing that journey with everybody and inviting them into the story as well and that has been. Yeah, you know, as I shared with you, it's been to me it's been really successful because they're sharing it with their friends and they're talking about it and they're hugging their bags of coffee on on video um, and sharing that publicly. <laughs> um, and this idea of having the experience of coffee and begin having that begin a conversation within themselves and and being a part of the the community that we're building at Perky Perky, that's what I wanted to see, and it's and it's happening. And so that's yeah. so fun. You
0: yeah, know? no, that is in, that is an incredibly powerful story. And it's not you're not just selling physical products. You're not just selling like hairbrushes or something. Like you have like you said, you've created a community of people that are that are like just raving about Perky Perky and they're they're behind the whole mission, um the whole story and the idea behind it long before it actually was produced and yeah. um, that, that whole social media sharing thing and having people basically market for you you know that's, that's a sign right that it's, that it's taken off and um, I'm, I'm, I wrote down some questions while you were talking about that in which that, that story like I said was just amazingly powerful but you had the and, and I'm not even sure if you knew this at the time but you had the ability to validate this idea through other successful entrepreneurs. If you didn't have those people there, did you have another method that you were going to use to validate this? Or were you just kind of going to go into it?
1: (laughs) That's a great question. You know, I probably wouldn't have gone into it. It would have been one of those other nice ideas I had (laughs) Yeah. that would have been like, oh, that's a cool idea. I have no idea how to do that.
0: (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah, Yeah, Yeah.
1: totally. I I mean, because I had a successful company prior, so I would have just got, actually, honestly, when my husband introduced me to the idea of going to the physical product space, it was like three years before I actually did it. And it was because I knew how to, I have a master's in counseling. I have you know I thought I was going to be a therapist I started using that degree in a very different way doing interviews and then running a virtual event management company and so that's what I knew right like I knew how to um, how to do things that were service based I knew how to do things I knew how to build business that was a service based business I knew how to build a business that was um, that was based on my strengths but But based on my service, based on how much time I put in typically, you know, until I, until I started to learn the, the way in which we could partner with our clients so that we, we were able to continue to grow without me being always on, you know, but, but I didn't, um, but honestly, I didn't, I didn't know how to build a physical product based business. And I was intimidated by it because it sounded scary, (laughs) quite honestly, to me, it sounded very much intimidating, um. Yeah, so I wouldn't have done it. I, yeah. I probably wouldn't
0: have done it. <laughs> uh, yeah. a, that's, a, that's a far cry from from a physical products launching physical products, you know. Probably um I don't know about in your case, but you know a lot of people are and not just launching physical products, but they're launching physical products that they're getting overseas, you know, they're getting from some yeah. Chinese uh, manufacturer or something, which actually brings me to my next question. So where where are your beans harvested from?
1: Uh, so the beans for this roast uh, are from Costa Rica. And um my roasters have a, a relationship with the farmers there and so we get them directly from Costa Rica and um yeah, we we are very grateful to have that relationship with them so that we can um we know who has been picking our beans basically, right? right we know right. we know their story and we know where they're picking them from. Uh and so, it's it's exciting. My roasters were actually just there about a month ago, and they were sharing their pictures and their stories with me about what they experienced when they were picking beans off of a mountain that was 4,000 feet in the air. <laughs> and uh, I was just like, I cannot wait to go there myself and meet them and get to know them. Um, but yeah, so our beans are from Costa Rica. Yeah. And for our next two roasts, they'll also be Costa Rican beans. We're gonna continue that that partnership with them because we really like them a lot, and the beans are really good. They're yes, so they so are.
0: good. Yep, absolutely, <laughs> they are. I can attest to that. Um, so out of all of that, out of that entire story, and you know, making the video and posting that to Facebook and getting some traction and trying to you know, get starting to get some people behind you, and then moving forward, finding a roaster that you're 100 percent confident with, and and the branding and the packaging and all that stuff. What was the hardest part about moving from that, that those initial stages when you were just thinking about it to getting perky perky up and off the ground? What was the hardest part?
1: The hardest part.
0: You said you launched January what 10th, January 11th.
1: Tenth, Yeah.
0: So from, from concept to January 10th, what was the hardest part?
1: Uh, believing in myself. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair for sure. Um, (laughs) believing myself because there were so many times where I could have been focused on the fact that my kid, my, my family, you know, I have so many, I have so my, my, my kids are my, my, my priority. Right. So uh, there were many times when all of them were sick at the same time because one would give it to the other. (laughs) And, um, and I was up late and I was working a full-time job during the day and I would travel a lot for, for that full-time job. And I was like, I don't think I could do this. This is ridiculous, right? And I, there would be t- there was mo- many of those moments where I was just like, I'm going to give up. And I just kept saying to myself, wait a second. I'm doing this because I want a different experience for my family. And I'm doing this because I want to show my children what's possible uh, when they have a dream. And I'm doing this because it means a lot to me to see other women show up in the world and in their in their voice and in their brilliance. And so when I got clear, whenever I would get kind of stuck and say like, eh, this isn't worth it, I went back to my bigger whys and my bigger reasons why and that helped push me through. Um, and then also knowing honestly that people were gonna follow up with me on Facebook like, call me out and be like, where is this coffee already? <laughs> so that was the hardest. Um, and But logistically, the hardest part was um, packaging. Oh, packaging. <laughs> I could figure out the beans. The beans were fine, easy. Actually, we did, like, we taste tested about 50 different roasts from, wow. yeah, and then we had that, had those taste tests with over 50 women here in Austin as well. Um, so they told me what they what they wanted. So we finally figured out which one we were going to start with. And we were super excited about it. Um, and then packaging (laughs) and then packaging. It just like took, it took forever. Like truly it took forever. It took what I thought was going to be a very quick and easy process because how hard is it to, to print on a bag? Uh, (laughs) That's what I thought. Uh, it would, it took about a month and a half way longer than I thought. So logistically, that's what it was. Um, and and uh from the mental game it was definitely believing in myself and that i could do this
0: well that's the extremely common and um, and you i love that quote that you said you, know, you you were doing this you had to convince yourself i guess you were doing this so that you can show your kids what's possible right when you have some kind of passion or when you're when you're yeah. committed to something and and i love that and i and i, and I think that's something that myself included um, that absolutely causes a lot of people to to stop, right, and just cut their yeah. losses. And, and even if they've invested some kind of money or uh, some tremendous amount of time or something, it's it's a lot easier to just cut the cord right there and say, you know what, forget it. You know, it's it's a coffee company. There's a million of them out there. Right. What what what's, right. what's the point? You know.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: so yeah. I yeah, the utmost respect for you for pushing through on that and um, and getting that confidence and, and continuing to take those small steps every single day. And Thank you. you know, you're doing this with three kids at the house, and like mm-hmm. you said, like they were getting each other sick, and you're you're traveling a lot, you're working full time, so you're out of the house a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm not even I'm not even sure how your husband got through all that, but how did you manage to do both? Even when the kids, when they, when they were healthy, how did you manage to mm-hmm. do both? I mean, were you working like 22 hours a day and just like operating on fumes and, and, and coffee or what, you know, um, tell me about that a little bit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Great question. Um, so I think one of the biggest things is that my husband and I, we see each other as partners, um, and equal. And so for us, that's, that's really big. And I didn't realize how big that was until, um, until I, one of my dear friends, shared with me that it that wasn't the case in her home um that her dreams were always the ones were always the 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 dreams that were put to the side um, and and uh, and i i am really grateful that my husband is very much supportive of of my crazy ideas <laughs> 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 my consi- my consistently crazy ideas um so I think that's a huge part of it and so when it comes to for example bedtime and dishes and laundry he's right there with me like he oftentimes will do it instead of me um because he he sees the vision that i i shared with him and he's so excited about it too and so that's been a really big part of being able to do this um is recognizing that and the honestly the other thing is having good support system having you know we have for little ones um we have a nanny um and that helps right because i I couldn't do this without my husband works full-time too it's not like he's a stay-at-home dad and so you know having that support and that person who's a part of our family um love our kids as well and you know and and are there for our children um that makes a big difference as well because we don't have family here in austin so um We, you know, if we did, holy cow, that would be way easier, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And in Florida, we do. We have both sides of the family in Florida. And so, sometimes, you know, we think, we're like, what if we just go home? What if we just, you know, just do it there? It would be way easier. Both sets of grandparents, all the aunts and uncles and cousins and everything. It would just be easier. Um, And who knows? Maybe that's what will happen in the future, but... For now that's that's how we do it. We manage with with other with a support team to to love on love on us and our children and um we take it one day at a time and then so when I get home, basically my day looks like this. um <laughs> My day starts usually around five in the morning uh with a workout uh well four thirty I wake up and then uh try to work out at five. And till six, until six o'clock, and then I come home. I get my oldest ready for school, get her to the bus before seven. Um, then I get, then I go into meditation with my with my middle child. She loves to meditate with me, which is so fun. Uh, it's so cute. She's so cute. <laughs> so. She and I do that, and then uh, and then I get ready for work, and then I and then my my, my youngest wakes up around 8.30. Um, the nanny starts work then. And then I get ready for work, get to the office by 9, uh, work until about 5, get home, have dinner, play with the kiddos till about 8. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then um, put them down for bed and then work on perky-perky. And then I, that usually goes till about 10.30 or 11. Uh, let's be honest. It's more like 12, 12.30. <laughs> um, But I'm trying to make it so that it's more like 10 so I can get actually sleep and have a little bit more, more of that, um, more of that goodness called sleep in my life. Um, And then, yeah, and then I start the day over again. And then in the weekends, I get to sleep until seven. Yay!
0: (laughs) (laughs) Remember when that wasn't sleeping in? Right? (laughs) Remember
1: when that was like super early?
0: Yeah. (laughs) That's great. So you are putting in easily. Um, geez, so you get up at five we'll just say five right and you get home at five and then your day starts your i guess your 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 second shift starts at eight eight thirty
1: yeah
0: and that's another that's another three to four hours so you're definitely you're definitely putting in the hustle that's that's yeah. very um <laughs> it's very inspiring um and but look what you've created right? Yeah. And, and
1: honestly, one of the things is one of the reasons I really wanted to work with Sean, and this is the importance of finding a good partner, is he had the same vision that I had where I don't, I don't want this to be my everyday. Like, I love what I do every day full time. And I don't necessarily want to leave my full time job because I love it. I feel like I get to play all day. Um, and I get to have a good time with my my clients. I get to have I get to be in idea mode. I'm I'm in my zone when I'm there, um, and I also really love the coffee company. So one of the things that we decided at the, from the beginning is how can we automate and systemize as much as we can from the beginning, and learn you know knowing that this front front end is going to be rough, but the back end will mean that we'll have way more time to. To, you know, be in our zones of genius, right? Um, and to build out the company that way. So, for example, like I said earlier, having all of our fulfillment automated for us um, through Amazon and through their other fulfillment centers for 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 our other e- for the e-commerce, the online, our own website, right, where we sell there. That's beautiful. That's a nice automated system I don't have to think about, well, except for right now, because we're learning some lessons, right? And that's so... <laughs> But that's but those, that's good. I'm glad that we're learning that at the beginning because we can get we can get through that and we can push through and we can move on into into other types of challenges down the line. But all the parts that tend to be more manual labor for us in building a business like we are, we're trying to automate and systemize a lot of that so so that we don't have to think about that. Uh, and we can really maximize the amount of time that we're using uh, in our day to day on the things that work in our in our zones of genius in our in our areas of, of brilliance, right? Um, and that's how in the work I do with Ryan and my full time job, I'm getting to a point where it wasn't always the case that way because we were we were launching something brand new together uh, with the incubator. But at this point, it's starting to be that way, uh, and. And then again with the, the coffee company, it's going to be that way. So it's nice. So so it makes it fun. It doesn't feel like work. And my kids, honestly, going back to them, they get to see mama in in her genius, and they get see her dad, their dad, in their in his genius, right? Um, so it's been it's been really it's been really cool to. To recognize that, hey, that's that's how I can actually do it. That's how I, I maximize my productivity is by bringing in people who and partnering with people who have genius that aren't mine to help grow the companies that we're growing. Um, and it just makes it that much more fun.
0: Yeah, that's really cool. And, and your kids are around this, so they see it. On a regular basis, mm-hmm. you know, your youngest one may not really be paying attention, right. uh, But 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 your eight year old certainly is, right? And probably oh, yeah. your three, <laughs> almost four year old, yeah. Um, you know, they're they're probably noticing uh, not just the hours you're putting in, but. I don't know. Do you have boxes of packaging coming in? Do you have anything (laughs) that goes through the house? Yeah.
1: So we have, um, we have what I call the Cracker Jack box experience. Um, (laughs) where basically in every bag of coffee, we have a little affirmation card. Um, it's a a piece of artwork that's going to be part of a collection. Um, and so each bag of coffee has, has this type of artwork. So my oldest actually helped me, you know, organize all those inserts and make sure that our roasters had them. And she was having a blast. I've taken them, both of those, the older two, to the roaster, and they're like, whoa, this is awesome. <laughs> and, and um, yeah, it's it's really fun to see them getting excited because now they're coming up with ideas already for what kinds of things that they would want to bring to the world. And that is so fun. That is just to- totally exciting to watch my my oldest has an idea a day it feels like um and some of them
0: she has the entrepreneurial bug she
1: totally does and she's she's been this way since she was about five four and a half five um but has had so many really cool you know great ideas and and she just gets so excited about it and, and just it motivates her and so it's it is really fun to watch them light up and see what's possible um because i'm choosing to do this it's really great.
0: I love that. I love that. Yeah. Um, so I just have two more questions. Sure. Um, so the first one is, would you, if you could, would you do anything different with the creation and launch of Perky Perky? If you could do it all over again.
1: Mm. Um, if, I was, if I was to do it all over again, I think the only thing I would add would be I was so caught up in the launch and how many sales and units we were selling, which is a good thing for me to, to be caught up in. But um, I feel like I've been so busy with that, plus my full-time job, um, that I've forgotten to continue to tell the story. So one of the things I'm really trying to, I'm, I'm really focused on, and you'll start to see me doing this more in the next couple of weeks, is sharing the story again, um, like Building, my, building upon my relationship with my customers uh, through email, through a newsletter type of thing, and then on social as well. Um, so I feel like because I was just so caught up in the processes and the systems and the sales, I forgot that piece. And I really miss that piece. I feel like I'm missing my people. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, so that's a good thing. But I think that's, where, that's something I would change. If, if I were to do it all over again, I would make sure that that was a priority from the beginning.
0: Just the whole, the whole social media experience,
1: social media, but connection. just that relationship building. Yeah. yeah. So for me, like I, I love, I love brands and maybe it's just because as a woman, I love store. I don't know. I think all people love stories though, but, um, I love when brands tell me a story. I like find myself really connecting to them more, um, because they, they've shared a little bit about themselves or their story or, um, you know, it just it draws me in more, and so I wanted—I've always wanted to do that with our brand, and make sure that that's part of the the experience our people have, our community has. And that's one of the areas I know that I haven't done in the last few weeks as as well. Um, and I just feel it, you know, it's that feeling of like, sure. man, I just ah, there's yeah. something missing. <laughs> oh, it's me. I'm missing because I'm not showing up, you know. So that's what I would change for sure.
0: I have no doubt in my mind. If you start putting a little bit of gas on that fire, it's going to absolutely take off. I, mean, I know myself and, and plenty of people that we will pay because, and I know you know all about this, but we will pay whatever the price is um, because we're a raving fan of a brand and that it just is what it is. And not, most of the time, it's a brand that you can't find at a regular like big box store you know it's that's a lot of e-commerce just the way things are going now and um and i definitely live that day in and day out there's many things that i buy routinely that (laughs) are just because i love the brand i love what they stand for i love what they do the product is great too but it's a lot of just being in love with what they the what they stand for and their their whole mission
1: yeah exactly yes and exactly. Think, right.
0: Yeah. I think you're creating that too. Um, I really do. It's, it's, yeah. uh, it's incredible.
1: You know, honestly though, part of me sometimes thinks like going back to that, you know, can I actually do this kind of experience that I know many of us have as entrepreneurs? I f- I'm wondering, part of me also wonders, and I try to think maybe, maybe that's why I've not done it because I feel like, okay, what if I do put myself out there some more?
0: <gasps>
1: oh my <laughs> gosh. You know, it's like, it's vulnerable again. Um, and so I don't know, this is just the conversations happening in my head. So no, you're hearing them out that's loud. What happens.
0: Yeah. The imposter <laughs> syndrome kicks in, you know, who are you? Yeah. Marisha Murphy to step into the coffee world and, and try to create this mm-hmm. whole community and experience, you know?
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. So, but I, but you're doing it and, um, uh, and you're rocking it and, and, uh, I can't wait to see where you are, you know, next January 10th or, you know, next March. Mm-hmm. Um, Thank you. So, so you've, you've done all these amazing things. Marosha, I think that you are a fantastically awesome human being. Honestly. Um, well, thank I, <laughs> you. you. Know, I love your story. Um, I find it incredibly inspiring and motivating. And I know for a fact there's going to be tons of parents listening to this that are going to get a ton out of your story as well. Um, so with that, I'm going, to, I'm going to ask you this last question. Right. So if you uh-huh. were standing at a podium, and you're in some kind of function hall or some kind of ballroom or something, and you're looking out, and the whole room is full of parents, right? Specifically, parents who, like you, they felt uh, a little hamstrung or a little little constrained by the fact that they are parents, or you know, they have a spouse and they have all these other responsibilities in life. Uh, but at the same time, they have a, a vision that they they want to pursue, and they have a an entrepreneurial endeavor that they wanted to chase, but they just don't think it's possible.
1: Mm-hmm. They're all
0: looking at you, right? They have these. these you you see the whites of their eyes and they're just staring at you Hmm. Uh, you're looking at what what would you tell them all?
1: I would say life's too short (laughs) life's too short to not fully live out loud Um, our kids are watching us every single moment of every single day and the biggest the biggest concern I have one of the biggest concerns I have is is what if I didn't show them what they're capable of? And then somehow I just, I'm gone, you know, I die or whatever. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah. What if I didn't show them enough that they're, they can create their own future and they can create their own possibilities. What would that do to them? And so I recognize that's one of my biggest values, right. Is that we can create our own possibility and our own realities. Um, but that's, I, I would say to parents that if you really believe in a dream, at least tell one person that you know will support you. Not Don't tell those people in your family or your friends that are going to be like, well, what, are you too good for the? You know, you think you're too good for us? Because I know that there's people like that out there in the world that are going to, you know, bad or just, just tear you down or um, really uh, make you feel small for thinking big. And instead, you need to surround yourself with people who've been successful, who've been there and who've done that and who um, will challenge you to take that idea that you've had and either make it, tweak it so it's a stronger idea or take the idea and run with it. And those are the types of people that you need to surround yourself with so that you don't ever, you don't feel like you have to miss out on on your dreams um, because because life is too short
0: life is too short I agree I agree I love that by yeah. example There's so many wonderful things that we can demonstrate for our kids and I you can use that as an enhancement to to propel you forward and, and yeah. show your kids just what you can accomplish like you said earlier with a little bit of commitment and passion and that's going to resonate with them whether you know it or not forever and,
1: exactly uh, exactly
0: I love that beautifully articulated Marisha mm-hmm. um so that's going to wrap it up. I, I really appreciate you coming on. And uh, once again, I, I, I love what you're doing. And I think that you're going to be incredibly and wildly successful. Um, so how can listeners go ahead and connect with you and sure. your brand, Perky Perky?
1: Sure. Um, the easiest way to connect with me would be to go to perkyperky.com. Or you can find us on Facebook, Perky Perky coffee perky perky coffee um yeah make sure it says perky perky coffee um on (laughs) facebook (laughs) because we're very tongue-in-cheek brand but you might not want to you know be on the other type of a site um (laughs) so (laughs) anyway so we uh yeah those are the best places to reach me um always you know feel free to reach out to me on facebook for sure i'd love to meet other entrepreneurs other parents who are going through this same journey um we i think as, as I said as I said before, it takes a village to raise a mom. I really do believe it also takes a village to raise an entrepreneur, um, especially a <laughs> successful an entrepreneur. <laughs> and so we should be that village for one another and, um, and support one another in our growth.
0: I love that. I love that. Um, okay. Well, all this information will be in the show notes. And once again, uh, Marusha, thank you so much for joining me on the interview. I really, really appreciate it.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Alex. I really appreciate you.
0: Yeah, anytime. Good luck. And I will talk to you soon, Marisha.
1: Okay. Sounds good. All right. Take care. Take care.
0: Bye-bye. So what did you guys think of that interview with Marusha? She is a lot of fun to talk to, and I really, really enjoyed having that conversation. It was almost an hour, and honestly, I could have spoken with her for another hour easily just about all the stuff that she's up to. I'm very curious to see how she plans on expanding Perky Perky and kind of retargeting her niche to almost capture the male audience and the female audience in two very unique ways. Really looking forward to that. But the biggest takeaway I got from that interview is that she has so many things going on in her life and she still manages to constantly churn out new things, take her ideas and actually take action on those ideas. And that's one of the big things that a lot of people don't do. And I'm telling you right now, one of the reasons that Marusha is capable of doing this day in and day out week in and week out, year in and year out, is because she surrounds herself with the right people that have the right attitude all the time. Not only does she work in an environment every single day for a full-time job that provides this this type of mentality around her at all times, but she also picks and chooses people to put around her. So she has a partner in Perky Perky and she has other entrepreneurial friends and colleagues that she puts around her on purpose in order to influence her in a way that throttles her forward, to constantly make progress. And if anyone caught at the end that Marusha called me Alex, that's because my middle name is Alex, and a lot of times I go by that, and it's a little confusing, so I try to stick with one name, but for those who are interested, yes, my middle name is Alex, and I also go by Alex. So that's going to wrap up this episode. Like I mentioned earlier, I highly encourage you, if you are a, a parent that's a working full time and has multiple kids or even one kid and you constantly think that there's something in this world that you need to be doing, that you need to be creating, and a lifestyle that you need to be living, but you're just way too bogged down with your family dynamic and everything else that's going on, re-listen to this conversation with Marusha one more time and reevaluate yourself and see where you can start to take action today because there is somewhere in your life where you can take action and there is a path it may not be totally clear but there is a path for you to travel to move forward you just need to find it okay once again thank you so much for joining me and i will catch you on the next episode take care